Hello everybody and welcome back to another episode of Challenge Chats. Challenge Chats episode 5. Woohoo! Um, so we're back for another interview. We have a very long interview so I'm going to try to make this intro and outro very quick. So for the intro I just want to say thank you to all of our business partners and all the amazing people that came to the Crystal Owl Guild 2023 this year. We had lots of great sponsors. We had an amazing lineup of students including our student of the year Elijah and our Commitment to Community Service winner, Maddie. So a huge thank you to everybody who came out to that event, watched the live stream, and watched the live stream VOD on both Facebook and Instagram. Also, we're going to spring assemblies this month. We'll probably be kicking, we already have kicked those off. We can't wait to see you all. I hope you enjoyed the interview today. Our interviewee today is Dennis Zatlin. He is the president of Allied Resources Group. He's super amazing. He did an amazing job with me and Mel during the interview. Also be able to hear Mel in that interview, as I said, because me and Mel doubled up on the interview this time. Uh, Mel could not do this intro and outro with me, though, this time because we are very, very busy at TCP and we have a lot going on. So now I'm going to send it over to Bryce and Mel over at the interview. Okay, thank you for that from the studio, and now we're back, and today I'm interviewing with Mel is with me today. Mel, are you excited to do an interview? Yeah, I'm really excited. And of course, we're here today with Dennis Zatlin. He is from Allied Resource Group. He is the president. So it's nice to meet you. Say hi, Dennis. Hello. So nice we're, to be here. So we're here doing a little interview with Dennis, doing our normal life challenging interview, so it'll be fun. So first, we're, we always start off with an easy one. So Dennis, just tell us who you are, tell us how you got into Allied Resource Group, and then tell us anything else that you just want to... Sure. So, yeah. So thank you for the introduction and mm -hmm. being here today. So I am um, originally from Pittsburgh. I live in Philadelphia now. Started my career here. Actually, my education as well. Went to Robert Morris University. Mm -hmm. Got a, a degree in accounting. Practiced for about uh, five years in the accounting side of things. And then realized rather quickly that, that I wanted to do something more than just accounting. <laughs> and I always had the entrepreneurial spirit. So I was really looking for an opportunity where I could do not just one thing, but a few things. So I could really figure out the path I wanted to take. And so I actually began to work for an engineering consulting firm here in Pittsburgh and really just found my way through it. Started in accounting and then got into an operational role and moved my way through that. There was an opportunity to move to Philadelphia to open an office and really get more involved in a sales role, mm -hmm. which was very new and very different for me and, <laughs> and quite frankly, a little scary. It took some time. I got was able to get acclimated, found success after about two years in Philadelphia. After a number of years out there in Philadelphia working for this Pittsburgh-based company, I thought it was time for me to go on my own mm -hmm. and start Allied. And I, I started through an acquisition. Uh, 2003, I made an acquisition and uh, just started building from there. And what I realized is the business itself wasn't what excited me. Mm -hmm. It was the idea of building, starting that, and how we could build from that. Yeah. Yeah. And so that's what I've been doing the last 20 years is um, made several acquisitions, kind of building the Allied Resources Group, which is really a holding company for seven companies that we operate. Oh, okay. Very cool, yeah. 
So obviously you've done a lot and you've done amazing work going into finding your own company, working at these other companies and doing amazing work, acquiring tons of companies. Through all of that, what has been something that has been like extremely challenging for you? Have you had any challenges that were... Listen, I, I don't think you find success without many challenges. In fact, I, I think, and, and, and you know, it's a whole path you can go down. And I think where the challenge program is going to be, a, is a big help for a lot of kids. Mm -hmm. It's really not how to get rid of challenges, but how to face challenges. Sure. And uh, I, I've had I had plenty. So uh, my you know I grew up one of five. We didn't have much. Right. My dad worked in the mill. My mother was a bank teller, and five children at that time was a, you know that was that was a lot. Mm -hmm. And again, where we lived, we were probably the people who had the least. Uh -huh. And so. I, my father then passed suddenly at the age of 51, and I think I was 24 at the time. So and very difficult. Yeah, it was very difficult. And I think trying to find the, and I even at that point, I was still trying to figure out who I was, yeah. what I wanted yeah, to be, sure. where I wanted to go with my, my life and my career. Yeah. Um, and so I, I, I've had many challenges. I, I think the one that sticks out for me is one that I've learned from the most, mm -hmm. and that is... We, when we moved from, from Pittsburgh to Philadelphia, everybody said to me, when we went to Philly, they said, you're from Pittsburgh? <laughs> oh, you, you'll never last here. Mm -hmm. Everybody from Pittsburgh who moves out here inevitably moves back to Pittsburgh. Oh, and I said, okay. well, not me. Yeah. I'm mm. not going back. Yeah. And so I was kind of, it was more of a pride thing. I just, I wanted to show them that I could succeed yeah. outside of Pittsburgh. Um, but I have to tell you that those, it was two years, and I remember it well, where I questioned myself mm -hmm. almost every day. Is this what I want to do? Yeah. Is this what my life is going to be? Yeah. I didn't initially enjoy it because it was a, the, the path to success was not immediate. So it was yeah. a long road that you had to experience. And quite frankly, I had, you know, I was very down, uh, mm -hmm. anxious about whether I was going to make it or not. Mm -hmm. And really on myself, like, is this the right move? We had sold our house here in Pittsburgh. Okay. My wife got a job rather quickly. She's an engineer. She, get, you know, was able to get a job. Oh, that's good. But I still was unsure whether this was, sure. a, I made the right decision or not. Yeah. And so it took me about two years. And then when I got to the other side and started finding some success, I realized that that period of anxiety and stress and really, you know, being depressed about what I, the decision yeah. I made yeah. um, gave me the confidence to realize that if I got through that, I can make it and do other things sure, yeah. that I never thought I was going to be capable of doing. Mm -hmm. And so I tell that story a lot because I think it's a good lesson that you don't know. At the time, you think it's like an awful period, but it's teaching you at the same time. Yeah. And you don't even realize it. You don't even yeah. realize that that is teaching you how to push forward mm -hmm. and get to the other side. Yeah. Yeah. And that's what happened with me. And I think it, 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 I don't know if I would have been able to start my own business had I not had that experience of literally picking up, moving a city. Yeah. <laughs> no, we didn't have any friends. Uh -huh. We had no relatives. Mm -hmm. We had, you know, new doctors, new dentists. I mean, everything was new. Yeah you know, getting lost in the neighborhood, right? Because yeah. you don't know where the roads. Yeah. So that was, a, I think that was a really big emotional moment for for, for me, especially, and my wife. Mm -hmm. um, and I think getting through that other side was a, was a great, great success and a great lesson yeah. that has helped me immensely throughout my life. That is so interesting. Rebuilding your life helped you to build a company, which is... Yeah, I, I listen, I reflect on it. I, 
I think about what were their pivotal points in your life. And I think what happens with a lot of people is it's easy to get comfortable. Oh, yeah. So could I have found a job in Pittsburgh here? Sure, I'm sure I, I could. Oh, yeah. I, it probably would have paid you well. Yeah, yeah I, I'm sure I could have. Mm -hmm. But the opportunity for something bigger and better, yeah. um, and quite frankly, I thought it was this was a, an opportunity that I wouldn't have been able to get in Pittsburgh. It was a, it was a really nice big opportunity yeah so i i i took it but i took it with a lot of apprehension but not telling everybody i had a lot of apprehension yeah, yeah, yeah. so again getting through that other side and, and that's what i try and share with a lot of people is what may be the darkest time for you may be something that if you've learned how to manage through that and you will you'll get through it stick to it stick to it and whether even if you get to the end and you realize this wasn't my best decision you've learned something yeah. from that and you'll learn whether what to do and not to do in the future. So, yeah. So I, I it was big for me, and I hopefully that even that story will lend itself to help others in the future. Yeah. Yeah, I think it ties in perfectly with the challenge program right now too, because we just started using that "Why Not Me" slogan in the schools. And so, like you said, they told you, "Look, nobody makes it out here. They always, you know, end up going back." But you kind of looked at them and you said, "Why not me? Why can't it be me who's Why not the one me? person who yeah. makes it?" Listen, I, I have to be honest. I am, there's a, my wife got me a sign in one of our rooms in our room, and it's a one in a million. This song, one in a million. Uh -huh. And one in a million. I am one in a million. Yeah. Because I, uh, now I, I took a lot of risk, probably disproportionate risk, and I was able to succeed. But from where I came from, I went to Wilkinsburg High School. Mm -hmm. So, even and this was in you know I graduated in 1981. Uh -huh. I think they're close. It's closed now. Mm -hmm. oh. But even the education then was not it wasn't wasn't the best. Yeah. Right. So what I realized when I came out of high school is I really had to re-educate myself before going to college. Yeah. And so, you know that that whole experience of did I expect to be where I'm at today? Mm -hmm. Not in a million years. Yeah. Not in a million years. Yeah. And that. Is, is again, I think, a, a testament and hopefully inspiring for others to look at it and say, why not me? Yeah, yeah. definitely is. Why not? Yeah. And one thing I even took note of, as you said, it was a, like a two-year exploration until you finally got to a place where you felt like you made the right choice. And so I think it's important to know that, like, I think that most people would consider you extremely successful. And so... I feel like sometimes people who are extremely successful, everybody just thinks that they just make the right decisions and just know that the right decisions right there and then, and they never have any doubts. And so it's good to hear somebody who's so successful be like, yeah, for two years, I wasn't really sure if this was the right choice or not, you uh, know. Uh, uh, and absolutely. And then when we started, when I started making the acquisitions, mm -hmm. again, I, I had limited experience making acquisitions and I made, I made one that I thought, oh, I'm a, I'm a genius. I figured this. It, it really did really well. And I was yeah. like, oh, I'm a genius. And I ran out and I bought like, another I did one. It. Yeah. I it. And then I quickly realized I wasn't the genius that I thought I was. Uh. So you you learn through the process that, again, it's not perfect. It's never going to be perfect. Right. But it's how you process that that allows you to learn from it and mm -hmm. grow from it and succeed from it. Yeah. And yeah. that's really, I think, what I, where I've, I've been able to, to do that maybe yeah better than if you look at it and say well what has been the things it's not one thing it's a combination of things yeah 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 one this is always the hardest question that we ask people that we interview so we always say through all of your success and everything you've been through um what would be one piece of advice that you would give to your younger high school self 
knowing some of the challenges that you went through right for the first few years there outside of high school, what piece of advice do you think might have helped him right out of high school? Wow, that's a that's a really good. That's a really. Good I know it digs right? so deep because you don't want to be well. Too here's but here's why <laughs> I, I hesitate with that somewhat. Um, your world or your life is vastly different as you grow and mature. Yes. Right. And so the things that you think are important in today and in high school, in your mind, they are important. And oh, yeah. they are life-changing or life-altering or they yeah. mean a lot. They, yeah. they, you know, so I don't want to minimize, you know, the way I was, the way I felt and what I thought was important right. in high school. Because yeah. at that time, those things yeah. were important to me. Yeah. In hindsight, what would I have done a little differently? I was always focused on making money, even mm-hmm. when I was young. And I wish I would have slowed down a little bit and enjoyed my, uh, you know, getting more involved in extracurricular activities in school mm-hmm. and uh, maybe, you know, been a little more focused on my, uh, on my, uh, my studies. I, it took me a while to, uh, when I got into college of learning how to study, Yeah. you know, some, when I was in high, when I was in high school, I was a, an average student, but right. I was happy with average. Yeah. Right. And today I wouldn't be. Right. So today I wouldn't be happy with average. And so I think some of those habits that I had formed early on. Yeah. When you're younger, you think there's this thing that you can do that's going to catapult you past everybody else and not have to do the hard work. Yeah. And that's just not true. What ends up Mm. inevitably happening is you're just delaying Mm. the hard work you're going to have to put in at some point. Oh, yeah. So I think if I, if to your question there, if I had a, you know, if I'm honest, I think I would look and realize that there are no shortcuts. Yeah. Don't okay. try and find the shortcut. You're going to waste <laughs> a lot of energy trying to find shortcuts. Yeah. Find the real path. Find a path that is clear and proven and go there and you'll be happier because you won't have to spend a lot of time and energy to try and get to a place that if you just follow the roadmap, you get there. I say this to my son all the time. I always say to him, you know, the door's right there. And he's like, Dad, I have it. I got it. I'm going to go this way. I said, the door's right there. And he's like, Dad, I have it. And I'm going to mm-hmm. I say, okay. So, but sometimes people have to experience it yeah. themselves sure, yeah. and learn from that experience before, they, before they'll actually take yeah. advice. You know, it's so funny that you say that because our founder, Dan Perkins, and part of his, like, story video he always says you can either pick the easy way or the right way. And he said that he's always picked the right way. And so it's so funny that you say that because he feels the exact same way about how you like have to navigate through life, always picking the right direction, not always just the easiest or the shortcut. Yeah, and that's, and it, it, you know, the advice he gives is, is very, very sound advice. I, but it, when you're, when you're younger, um, and listen, I, uh, to be honest, I know a lot of adults that way. I mean, how many adults <laughs> do we all know yeah. that say, Oh no! I found the thing. It's right, right here, and, yeah. I, and I say, "Hmm, okay." <laughs> but you know, I you know I get involved in some other businesses um, for guiding them on startup businesses, mm-hmm. and I'd be amazed. And some of these people are very bright. They're engineers or people who are very uh, inventive. And when I talk to them, sometimes what they lack is the business acumen oh, to understand yeah. how to bring that product to market. And they too sometimes are more are too hopeful instead mm-hmm. of being realistic mm-hmm. and sometimes the path is right there but we want to find a different path yeah and sometimes i think if putting your head down and doing the hard work 
yeah. is the best way to go. Oh, yeah. yeah. So this is always a very important thing for high school students. So we have our group of student influencers, and we talk to them about like things that they find interesting or ways that they um, they are interested in hearing, things that they're interested in hearing from businesses. But one of the things that was talked about a lot is work-life balance nowadays for like younger younger students because it's a huge thing for a while their work-life balance was getting very muddy especially through covid and everything sometimes working from home didn't always help work-life balance and stuff like that so we just wanted to ask you know being the president of a company it's probably very important that you like make sure that your office culture is always very healthy and well-rounded um so like what what are your thoughts on like a nice nice work-life balance and what do you encourage for like your employees well uh, listen uh it's a it's a it's a really active discussion that we're having mm-hmm. almost every day in fact i was i was at the sixer game last night with some folks uh-huh. and we were talking about that mm-hmm. we we're talking about okay. the challenges in the workforce and how do you motivate what is what is motivating to some oh. is not motivating yeah. to others. So always trying to find that mix. Uh, so for instance, it's very clear to us, and, and or at least in my businesses, that you're right. People want that. Uh, I think right now flexibility in the workforce is yes, really yeah. what people are looking for. Whether it's work from home Monday Fridays, come to the office a couple of days a week. Oh yes, um, yeah. Or some other flexibility that's built in there where they can pick the days they come into the office. Mm-hmm. And of course, a lot of companies are choosing to go complete remote. Mm-hmm. I'm not a big fan of that. I think the reason for that, I'm not a big fan is because I believe, particularly the younger folks, there's some things you can't teach. They have to see yeah. it. They have yeah. to experience it. They have to talk to their colleagues and, and share ideas. And I think you just simply can't do that via Teams or Zoom. Yeah. So yeah. to your point on the the other work-life balance, I listen, I, I'll be... I'll admit to you, I was the worst. Of it. <laughs> That's a, and, on a scale of one to ten, and ten being the best, I was a one. Yeah, and sometimes you are your worst enemy with that too, because sometimes it's not even the company's fault. Sometimes you maybe just take on a little bit more work than you should. I mean, I um, I was probably borderline a workaholic. And yes, I didn't have I didn't have a good work life balance. Uh-huh. However, here I am, pretty far into my career. And I, and I can reflect now that that was a mistake. Mm-hmm. Sure, yeah. It was a mistake. It was a mistake because I think I still could have done a lot of and found some of the success I had yeah. without sacrificing things for the sake of just sacrificing. Yeah. yeah. I mean, sometimes people think being a martyr mm-hmm. is, you know, that, well, you, you, you just have to work yeah. 12 or 15 hours a day. Yeah. yeah. The question is, are you being productive? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And here's the thing about today. When COVID hit, Mm-hmm. We also had to regroup. I mean, my businesses are human capital. Mm-hmm. We don't have machines. We don't have, it's right. all people-based companies, consulting services, staffing services, project management services. So we had to react to the moment. And what I learned, I learned a lot from that. I learned that one is that we could be more flexible in our work mm-hmm. in our work-life balance. Um, and so we have made a lot of changes in that in that regard in terms of giving people that Monday, Friday from home yeah. or working different hours in the office that, that they like, but then also doing the after work activities. We do a lot of mm-hmm. after work activities. Right. Oh, that's awesome. In fact, I'm probably more known for giving the best parties, throwing the best parties <laughs> than I am anything else in the company. I think I'm yeah. chairman of the board yeah. when it comes to the parties in, in, in the company. So um, we do a lot of that. And, and the reason why I've done it is because I have really seven separate companies uh-huh. and the seven companies trying to bring everybody together yeah. to do that 
is to me a lot of fun and it creates that you know that people where people can connect yeah and so 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 again work-life balance i think is is continuing to evolve i think yeah. it will continue to evolve but we're very tuned into it now i'm tuned into things that we do surveys often about oh, okay. what is that makes you you know tick is it is yep. it the benefit side is medical oh, okay, benefit yeah. benefits or is it paid time off mm -hmm. or is it pet insurance or what is it that 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 you know again uh, and then we try and see where most people are yeah. and then move the company that's in that direction cool. yeah. yeah and that's kind of like meeting in the middle of like uh, figuring out what what it makes everybody happy and then kind of maybe meeting in the middle where okay you yeah. can't work from them all the time but we can give you like monday friday you can work from yeah. yeah yeah and what i i would say to people right now is the history of the company tells you a lot about who the company is mm -hmm. if they're looking at how things are evolving and then they're evolving that's a good company yeah if you look at companies and they say well this is our way we're not changing mm -hmm. well you gonna know but that is a company that is kind of not really good with change yeah. right yeah mm -hmm. we're different we we embrace adapt. change mm -hmm. you have to adapt mm -hmm. if you don't adapt you're going to lose employees which is the greatest that's our only asset in the company, right? Yeah, our biggest yeah. asset are our people. So we have to change. Sometimes I, I, I'm like, I'm a little hesitant myself, but I've realized that some of the things we've embraced have worked out really well. Yeah, yeah. and change is scary for everybody. Yeah. It really is. Because you never it know if it's going to work out. Absolutely <laughs> is. So. It really is. And it's always good to have a healthy mix because you don't want to embrace change so easily that you always just are like, you never have any resilience or any questioning of change. It's always good to have a healthy amount of questionability about new right. change. I do think, though, that this is a period, I think, and we'll look back on and say there was a lot, this was, there's a lot of change going on in the workplace right Absolutely. now, family, oh, yeah. uh, workplace that I think will, you know, probably set it for years to come. Yeah. This period of time, probably, again, pushed by COVID, uh, oh, initiated yeah. by COVID, but I think it will have impacts that, uh, for, for many years to come. Yeah. Yes. So our last, uh, this is our last heavy hitting question because it's always nice to ask. So obviously our podcast is a lot for students. Obviously the challenge program is concentrated on high school students. So this question I feel like is very important for them because it's always good to know. So you're president of a company. I'm sure that you've hired a lot of people and you've probably been through that process a lot. So we always like to ask, what are some like attributes and things that you've really liked about some people that you've hired and things that you feel have been an asset to them being hired? What do you think? Well, like? that's, listen, I... Uh, I know it's yeah. always a hard no, question. No, I share. No, it's not. It's actually not a hard question. It oh, really isn't. Okay. No. okay. And some of it's really simple, really, really simple things. First of all, if you get an interview, make sure you send a thank you. Mm -hmm. oh, okay. All right. You'd be amazed at how many people do not send a thank you. Right. And it can be a handwritten thank you, but an email thank you will suffice. Right? Okay. Mm -hmm. So first thing. Second thing is demonstrate how much you want the job. Tell them yeah. that you want the job. Don't be afraid to say, this is a really good fit for me. I think I can do a great job for you, and here's why. Yeah. Right? Some people feel like it's the interviewer who is, they're just going to answer questions, right. and they're not going to engage. Yeah. The more the student or the interviewee is answering questions and shows their initiative and interest, it stands out. Yeah. Oh. Always stands out. Don't be afraid to follow up. Okay. Follow up with a phone call if you if you're. People think I want to pester them. If they're really interested, they will call. I can't tell how many times we'll get down to a list and we'll say, "Well, who has showed the most 
interest in the job, yeah. right? Um, and we make decisions based on that interest, where especially when you've got some people who are equally qualified on paper, but then it comes down to this, you know, again, how did they dress in yeah. the interview? How did they, did they, did they interact? Did they know anything about the company? Did they do a little bit of research? Mm -hmm. Ask some questions. Are they asking any questions, right? Mm -hmm. So come prepared. And one last thing, take a pencil or a pen and a mm -hmm. piece of paper to the interview. Mm -hmm. Even if you just write your own name on it, <laughs> come prepared. Yeah. Yeah. To write and act and take some notes. Because again, it shows that you're interested, you're yeah. engaged. And you want the job. Yeah. And those are all really easy, basic really things. Really basic so, things. Yeah. And be, you'd be amazed at how many people, not not just young, mm -hmm. older. Yeah. And then we sit back and we say, did you get a thank you? Did you get a thank you? Right, yeah. And the answer is most times, oh. all right? I'd yeah. say one out of five. Yeah. Right? And those are the ones who generally succeed. And that's really good advice because a lot of times our students, like we can tell them things and their teachers can tell them things like that. But when you hear it from somebody like you who has had to hire a lot of people, like this is what you want that you heard it straight from. I hear more of the young folks saying, oh, I don't want my resume to go over a page because the system will yeah, pick it up. Yeah. And I say, relax, right? <laughs> if it's a page and a half, it's okay. Mm -hmm. What they don't want to have is a dissertation on right. your life playing yeah. um, volleyball or your, your, you know, all your avid, you know, all your hobbies. And that's how you filled up your, yeah. the, that's not, or key words that you're just putting in your yeah. resume yeah. and it's going to push it to two, to two pages. Yeah. No, but if you've got some interesting things that an, an applicable experience, yeah. Don't worry about whether it goes over to the yeah. next page, yeah. right? And there's are things like that that I, I think have become part of what people think are important mm -hmm. that essentially are not. Yeah. The things that I, I, that I shared with you, I think are most important. Yeah, that's really yeah. good advice. Yeah, I think most companies wouldn't, even though I think my life's super interesting, probably most companies don't want Bryce Malt at the autobiography as my resume. Well, some might. <laughs> some might. I'm literally the challenge program. Yeah, yeah it might be mostly, I think. Right? Mostly. There we go. We've got a mostly in there. Um, so on the opposite end, we always like to ask, what's some of the things that you would really suggest people not do for interviews? Like things that have really soured an interview or made them The number late. one. Okay. Don't be late. Okay. Uh, don't yeah. be late, right? So think about it the day before mm -hmm. or the morning of, along before. Make sure you know where you're going. Make sure you've, um, yeah. you know, you you're you're not late. Don't be late for an interview. That's yeah. not that's just shows that you either you don't care, you're not punctual, yeah. right? So if you're late for an interview, what does that? Yeah, doesn't bode well for or if you're going to be, you know, yeah. uh, on yeah. time when you when you come to work. Um, and I I think you know again I think don't come unprepared and I, I it's kind of the same of what do you do yeah. um and you know some people will come in and i think even posture and the way they sit so if they're slumping yeah or just sit there and they're not engaged uh, uh, and they're just again posture makes a difference yeah. i always say to the men it's better to be overdressed than underdressed yeah yeah right put on a tie even if the rest of the office that you're coming into does not have a tie, they're not going to look at you and say, my poor tie. Yeah, I mean, yeah he's, he's like, he's yeah. right? They're going to do the opposite. They're going to say he cared. Yeah. He's dressed for the moment. Um, and so, it's, so again, it's the small things I say that you do and the small things that you say, don't do this, are easy things to do yeah. that I think make an impact. Yeah, the first impressions are very... First impressions are big. Uh, well, listen, my first boss would look down at my shoes and said, did you shine your shoes? I swear to you. And mm -hmm. I remember that to, to this day. 
And so I always shine my shoes, yeah. right? Okay. Uh, well, I take a shoe, shoe, uh, <laughs> yeah. So it's on. But I, but, but I used to shine my shoes all the time, and and still do. It, it's important, and I, I find myself doing it with others when I see them. <laughs> so it does make first impression. Yeah. Uh, to your point, um, I think it does matter, right? Yeah. Why not try and get as many points as you can, and they win right, column, yeah. uh, than in a column of nothing, or the yeah. negative side. So. Oh, yeah. No, I think that is great. I think that is amazing advice for students. So thank you so much for the amazing interview. Our last question that we always wrap up with, because it's nice for the students, is if you had one message or one piece of advice for all the students that are listening right now from the challenge program, what piece of advice or message would you have for them um, to either help them through their life, help them get their first job, you know, just encourage them to work harder in high school? anything well I, I think we've talked about a lot of them actually um, yeah. I, I think we've we've touched on a lot of things that I think will help them succeed yeah. mm -hmm. uh, in in school or, and then when they leave school yeah um, you know I just I'm reading a book right now about great habits okay. and I think the great habits I couldn't appreciate great habits when I was uh, young I just could but great habits are really important for success oh. um it's the small things and you don't think they're small things sure, and, yeah. and i just mentioned some of them yeah make sure your shoes are shined i know nobody really cares about that maybe when you're young yeah i certainly did i didn't i didn't care about mm -hmm. it and i'm not saying that those some of the bigger ones but if you start making sure that what you do has a purpose when mm -hmm. you get up and make your bed in the morning you've accomplished something you've accomplished yeah. something. um and i think it's the small things that make a big difference they add up Mm -hmm. You know, and I and I you know I read this book on uh, Bill Gates. Bill mm -hmm. Gates, one of the things that he attributes to his great success is his ability to continue to peck away at it. Right. So he was a programmer, and he would sit in his room, or in his dorm room, or even when he was home, and program and just program hours and hours and hours and hours and hours. Well, when you do something for so long. You become an expert at it. Right. You become really good. Your mind, you don't even realize you're subconsciously able to do things that some people have to think about. Yeah. Right? Oh, yeah. So those habits that you that you that you do early and you, you carry on will make a difference. Mm -hmm. That's one thing. The second thing is what you do today, especially in high school, will most likely, in fact, almost ninety nine percent of the time <laughs> is not where you'll end up. Yeah. Right? Oh, yeah. So. So be open to ideas, be open to trying things, and, and that's be inquisitive. Try and get in and see what that experience would be like and see if it's something that you'd enjoy. Even if it's not that thing, maybe it's that kind of industry sure. that you'd like, right? And so, again, what you're doing today, uh, and, and, you know, and you think you're going to be in high school, I mean, for me, when and, and when I was a junior in high school, somebody <laughs> said, "What are you going to do when you got?" And I, I, yeah. I didn't have an answer. I honestly yeah. didn't have an answer. I worked at Giant Eagle, yeah. and I was, I was, and I turned around and I saw the meat department. I said, "Well, I'm probably going to work in, in the meat department when, because uh -huh. uh, it was a very good paying yeah. uh, job after uh, high school. Yeah. High school was done, so it's because I didn't have a plan. I didn't think about sure. it. Yeah. But as I, I, you know, as I got older and started to realize how important it was to have a path mm. and start to really take that on, um, it made a big difference in my career. Yeah. Being the president of a company is just a little bit different than just working in the giant eagle meat department. Well, but but the habits, <laughs> but you'd be amazed though, the habits are, the, the habits are, are, are yeah. uh, very, very similar. I mean, yeah. it's, you know, you put your head down and you, you go to work and you, 
Yeah. Um, and those start early because I always say to everybody, you can take any everything away your success. Mm -hmm. But if you've got great work habits, mm -hmm. you'll succeed at whatever you do. Sure, yeah. That's so amazing. Yeah, thank you so much, Dennis. It was a great interview. I thank think you. Students I enjoyed take it. Away so much from that. Thank you so much. You bet. Back to Mel and Bryce in the studio. <laughs> <laughs>I was super excited. I, we loved having Dennis there. He did a super amazing job. I think that the interview went really, really well. It was super amazing. Me and Mel got to ask him so many questions. He had such remarkable answers, honestly. He gave lots of good advice for all of our students out there. One more time, I just want to remind you all that we're on Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, and of course, this monthly podcast that we do. Make sure to check out all of our social media for more information on both our spring assemblies, our upcoming fall assemblies that will be happening, and all the things that we do here at the Challenge Program. Until next podcast, I hope you all have an amazing day, and I will see you all next time. Bye!